0: didn't even mention the football once. I know, I was tempted to. Email's coming home. And
1: Italy are champions of Europe. Uncaged Wisdom, Cheetah Digital's podcast for modern marketing. Welcome, everybody. This is hopefully a start of a new sub-branch of Uncaged Wisdom. I'm a regular contributor looking at one of our favourite areas of interest, In this particular spin-off, we're focusing on email performance with our very own Tom Corbett, our Senior Deliverability Consultant at Cheat Digital.
0: Hello, Tom. Hi, Julian. How are you doing?
1: It's good to have you back because obviously you were the very first guest on the original Uncaged Wisdom, which has gone on from strength to strength. Today, we're actually going to be focusing more on some of the recent privacy changes, which you've no doubt heard on our sister podcast Thinking Caps, the likes of Apple um, and the updates they're making to their privacy rules and their iOS, and what Google's going to be doing with uh, their Gmail, and of course cookies, even so, though know, they're sort of kicking that down the road a little bit more. But what we wanted to do um, is really focus more on some of the the practical side of what an email marketer or a marketer in general can do here
0: actually julian you make a, a really good point uh there you know the shortier punchier discussions is really a reason why i wanted to come back
1: we've got some good content out there setting up a lot of these subjects but we want to really double down on providing people with some guidance and some action points that they can take to to react to the things that are happening around them.
0: Perhaps in the past, being a deliverability specialist, we're we're guilty of telling people what not to do, but actually we should be doing a better job of what you should be doing. It's very easy to to get um, scared, confused, and lost in this uh, perpetual change of what that is email.
1: So kicking off, we decided, Let's be as broad as possible and non-controversial. So Tom, email is dead. Long live email. There's a lot of change happening. Again, we mentioned at the beginning with with Apple and Google and everyone else. We don't really know what all these rollouts will actually look like. We might do if someone's listening to this a few months down the line, but even then the impacts on their business are still going to be discovered. For all of those sort of, sitting there in a little bit of panic right now with the change and change is coming where do we start to try to reassure people or what's your point from a, uh, some people who are constantly asking you questions on what do i do how, what angle do i approach how do i think about all this
0: email email's celebrated its 50 years this year email hasn't gone anywhere email's not dead I'm, I'm, i think we've seen email evolve every decade we've seen authentication standards we've seen the rise of you know, batch and blast, we've seen <laughs> phishing emails. Change is a good thing. It's scary, don't get me wrong. You know, I don't like to be told uh, what to do and what changes I need to prepare for, but it should be exciting. And I don't think we should kind of die on that metric hill. I think we're all guilty of um, relying on a very fictitious open metric. Um, I'm sure many of you listening in the past have been at email events, conferences, and conversation always turns to, what's your open rate? And everyone's kind of boasting how high it is, but do you really care? Does, does an open make you money? Does an open actually tell you anything about the individuals you are you are marketing or communicating with? Um, you know, We don't rely on absolute metrics, um, such as clicks or conversions. And we're not merging data from different um, data sources together. We've always struggled to have the data's been siloed into different kind of subsets of email, you know, uh, content management systems, CRM. Um, This is the the chance to kind of blend them all together and have a a better picture on who your customer is. And the main thing is don't panic.
1: Don't panic, don't panic, Don't, don't panic, you're all right.
0: Yes, this is a new change. No one really knows the true impact of this until it's rolled out. We don't know how many people are going to make that iOS update. And in all honesty, we're probably not going to see any true metrics from it until Black Friday, uh, probably, which is the worst time of year when we want to see this change. But we can prepare for it.
1: Happy birthday email, you old bastard, 50 years old. That's quite incredible. It's still the channel of choice for business and consumers and customers out there nothing's changing that so if you're listening to this trying to work out what's the next sort of angle there is really isn't honest keep doing what you're doing keep thinking about email just as hard as you have up to this point but as you've stressed with like embracing change and looking for new opportunities it is actually p- proactively forward planning around the changes in the email space um, and what that will mean. And we're going to come on to those in in greater detail. Focusing in on one of the subjects in this area that we sort of set at the the outset, I'm not going to go into too much about what it all means, what Apple in particular are doing with their software updates, um, their their updates to privacy, terms of conditions, what they're people allowing people to, to opt in on, on how their data is shared, because that's been done well and done better than anything I could do, again, by our, uh, our sister podcast. And there's other people out there, believe other than Cheetah Digital, believe it, or not talking about this, but it's it's been well covered. With our email marketer hat on,
0: sat on our seat, how have you started to get your head around these changes? It's, it's, a, it's been a, you know, definitely... It's a change we should have expected, in all honesty. Um, you know, All of us you know, have the power of hindsight to say we should have seen it coming. Who's Captain Hindsight?
1: Captain Hindsight, the hero of the modern age. Once known as Jack Brolin, a reporter for the national news, the hero was born when a freak accident gave him the amazing power of extraordinary hindsight.
0: From toxic spills to unjust wars, there is no task too large for... Captain Hindsight. You know what it actually means is we talk about best practice and compliance with, you know, you know, can spam, uh, GDPR. You know, you name it, different legislations, and I think to a point, we as 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 human beings sometimes want to do the bare minimum, so we'll do what whatever it takes just to get going, Um, and sometimes it's a struggle to push high performance of your marketing strategy or even just life in general you know we, we we have our own struggles and challenges what we can do from this is really take a, a holistic view okay what are we doing with our marketing strategy right now are we just relying on open metrics to make a determination of who we should be sending to and testing um and, it, and it's always been an assumption metric it's not an absolute indication of who is ever really interacting with your email. Like, great, I read your email, but did I did I click through? Did I actually show interest in that product or that notification you told me about? You know, typically we are asking send uh, individuals to take action from when we send to them. So I see this as a, you know, like we talk about it's opportunity to actually find different metrics to to segment, to target by, which are more absolute. That will actually drive better performance for you, um, as we're going to see these vanity metrics increase. So, if you're, you know, let's say, you're thirty percent unique open rate, or could it be fifty percent? Um, you're going to make the assumption everything's great, and then three, you know, two three months down the line, your your open rates could tank because other ISPs don't look at opens to determine are you a good sender, um, especially if it's false then you're going to be having conversations with my team. And it makes it a bit more challenging to, to rebuild that trust as we can't use a metric that we have heavily relied on to rebuild reputation.
1: With Apple making this change and putting privacy at the foremost of importance for everyone, and what's next? Will the rest of the industry that we work in follow suit or do similar things? Whatever happens, those email marketers who are listening to this or we we work with directly, they're, they're scratching their head and they will need to be thinking about doing things differently. And that's what we're encouraging. And on that, let's give the people a couple of action points that they should be proactively taking right now. What are a couple of actions they could be doing in terms of look, looking at their customers or uh, looking at how they, they they measure? And you've mentioned a few, but a couple of concrete ones here.
0: The first bit would be to do an audit of how are you Talking to your customers, and I, why I mean by that is, I are, are you just focusing on open rates to determine who you should be sending emails to? Um, I think many marketers are using more metrics than just open, um, but this is a good time to do an audit. You know, we should be doing it regardless of this. You know, we should be looking at you know, many people forget to update creatives with, you know, the you know copyright dates and stuff. This is you know this should be an annual or quarterly thing, is. Ensuring your segments are still fit for purpose, um, and from that, taking an action plan of okay, what campaigns are only relying on an open? What other information could we be using? Um, can we use? You know, you know, we've got clicks. Clicks are always a great metric. It's absolute conversion metrics. You know, if someone's purchasing, you know they're active with the brand. You've got every right, you know, to keep. You know, they're going to keep purchasing from you. Um, but then, you know, leveraging other channels of uh, information um, and looking at really building trust with that customer or those individuals is, you know, the purpose of this is they're being protected because they're getting inundated with phishing, spoofing, and we we can sometimes over communicate. Um, so it comes down to that, you know, take those baby steps on being proactive and considering the actual recipient on okay, what information do they really want from you? Do I really need to send this information to them?
1: Yeah, this is a good point to remind everyone, of course, that although we're giving you little snippets of action, if you have a question around any of this, please ask us at Sheet Digital. Uh, Hopefully we're uh, your, 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 your provider or whoever you are using. There are... No stupid questions, all this. There is a lot of change and there's a lot of new terms and lots of different things for people to get their head around. So if if any of the actions we are suggesting don't make sense, it's important that you sort of ask us or others to elaborate. Uh, A good example of segmentation. It's a a great word that's thrown out there all the time. But I didn't know what segmentation was in the email until um, someone really sort of helped me through how it's done and how sort of statements are written and how platforms are used to, to, to utilize it fully.
0: Check out our 10 minutes or less thinking caps video podcast sessions that break down the latest news affecting markets today loaded with CMO level guests, thought leadership topics and great in market examples. This weekly resource will help you keep on top of your game.
1: We have Apple. We just considered that was protecting privacy as we sort of set it up. That's their sort of uh, approach here. Looking at Gmail and Google's efforts, we can almost frame it in the trust environment. It's all about trust. So certainly something you've educated me on about the you know some Gmail and Android updates. But there are uh, BIMI. or Beamy. And even if we don't jump in straight into that, how do we look at? google's approach which is definitely taking a more slower look around before they will probably follow apple's lead but they'll do it in their own way um and they'll do it at their own pace which is what we've seen with them obviously deferring on the third party cookies being pushed back for a couple of years
0: i think it's almost a gmail own beast uh <laughs> of a mailbox provider um you know we've seen it be a problem provider in the in the past with getting emails to inbox. Now everyone loves it. We have the the never ending question of how do I get my emails out of the promotions folder. Um, but I think as an industry, I think we we like the fact that they test stuff. as like we wish they would sometimes announce some of their releases beforehand. And I do you know I don't think you remember was it years back now that Gmail tried to do the promotions a grid view for email uh where your inbox was like little tile cards as you and that was kind of cool but no one wanted it they've taken the other approach about building trust you know we i'm sure all of us have had emails claiming that we should wire transfer money from our boss's account uh the business to to this this one individual or hey your your bank account's been compromised please provide your, your social security number your security question um we live in a day and age of people doing malicious things trying to take advantage of us. And you know, Google did a beta trial last year for Bimmy, which is allowing uh, brands to show that they are trusted and their logo will appear within the Gmail inbox. Um, and it's a great way for recipients to know hey, this is really Cheetah Digital, this is really Julian, this is really Tom actually emailing you rather than. Is this Tom?
1: So, this brand indicators for message identification, which I guess
0: is what it stands for, it makes sense, almost like a verification tick for brands. Yeah, it's complementing existing authentication standards. We've had SPF and DKIM for a very long time, but they've never truly solved the whole phishing uh, and spoofing situation. We had DMARC be introduced and there's many senders, I'm sure, listeners here who've got DMARC implemented on their They're sending domains from a marketing standpoint, but from a corporate standpoint. Um, however, there's many people out there that haven't. Um, it's definitely an authentication standard that we should be having by default. Um, and this, you know, BIMI just complements this. You have to have done all the other stages to even be allowed to roll this um, logo out. Um, it does require you to, you know, obviously complete kind of a bit of an audit to make sure you're compliant um, and you have to purchase a certificate to say, hey, yep, we've got all this, we've done everything. Now it now now we're allowed to have our logo up here. But it's nothing new. You no, know, Gmail have been, you know, look at thousands of different markers to determine are you a trusted sender? Um, so why shouldn't um you as a mark or us as marketers? Be putting in the effort to actually show our customers you should trust us. You know, to, you know the, the key part to any relationship is trust. Um, be it your friends in real life, your colleagues. You know, you, you build rapport, you build trust with them. Um, we should be doing the same when using different communication channels. Showing that you are who you really are. You're not pretending to be someone else. Um, I think is very important these days. I'll tell you what about-
1: we looked at so far with with apple and 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 gmail and the way they're approaching trust and and privacy from our perspective from the brand marketer you have to react to that you have to react to those changes and adapt and approach different ways of working to make sure that you know your business isn't impacted or you benefit from the changes that happen. What proactive steps that we can make and they can make to take back control and this sort of brings us into our sort of third and final subject of this 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 mini mini session well how can you develop better direct to customer relationships direct to consumer relationships yourselves how can you make sure that's happened how can you make sure that you have the information directly from the people you want to contact so you can make their experience better when they are interacting with your marketing. how do we how do we approach that? How what's the proactive step that an email marketer and the team can take to knowing your customer without trying to guess or snoop on them? And
0: that's a great one. And, you know, I think you know, we've talked about doing audits, um, you know, we talk about developing relationships. I think, you know, we do a lot of inferring things about people that we don't actually know. Um, this is a good chance to, to take a look at what data or information you have on individuals and actually build relationships on kind of a value exchange. Um, there's definitely some industries that do it better than others. Um, and there's definitely platforms out there that can really help. You know, achieve, you know, our, our own experiences platform is definitely one way of allowing you to, to collect zero-party data, um, but you want to be collecting data information that's actually going to be useful and actionable for you. Um, you know, I'm going to use the as a football or soccer as my good example. You know, when you sign up for a certain sports team, you know, there's a lot of value exchange there, and with welcome programs, um, you know, you sign up, you they'll ask you a survey, and like, who's your favourite player? which is, is key to know, because then you can send for competitions, hey, win so-and-so signed shirt from the game. Um, they'll provide, you know, desktop backgrounds specific to that player or those players. And um, I think that's a really good way of it. It's, there's no real expense to do that, right? You've you know, Those teams have got all the stock photos, the signed signatures. You know, that's a really good little piece of information. Like, they, you think you're getting something for saying who your favorite player is. Same with, you know, we talk about all the change for Apple and potentially not having visibility into location anymore or, you know, hiding email addresses is this is a time to really get the key information. So you can still do location-based content, but actually using information that individual's really giving you.
1: It's a different way of thinking. This is definitely, I mean, we work with brands that, Uh, have taken their time but they're starting to get it and they're starting to see the value of collecting this information directly because this is the information that can go into their personalization efforts say this is information that they can act on because they know it's relevant and they know that people will be happy if that it was used in in a subsequent email or subsequent marketing piece and there's lots on our, our website on, on value exchange and how to collect this. And as you said, there's to experiences, which does that. Um, and there's other similar tools around that aren't ours that do this as well. But similarly, is we've also discussed this loyalty programs as well. It's making sure that your loyalty offering, if you have one, that you are asking the questions about what interests your customers and asking the things that directly impact the work that you do with them not random stuff that will never will never come across like any 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 reason why you need that information
0: i think the one thing that really you know sometimes we actually forget about is you know, we're, we're, we're very good at telling people um you know what to do and what they uh, think um, and showing information but actually we should be taking the feedback from customers right we and you know unsubscribes are one thing complaints are another thing but you know when people unsubscribe sometimes you get an unsubscribe survey there's rep- people reply to emails and we're one of the biggest hurdles is when we have a no reply <laughs> sending address it's almost like we don't want a conversation we don't want to talk to our customers so i think any information you can get back and feedback you know we talk you know, you talk about building loyalty and experiences is a you know, profile you know, utilizing profile and um, uh, preference centers sorry um is a great way of getting an under- better understanding of Everyone wants different cadences. Everyone wants different types of information. So, don't just take your data's worth. Well for it, I think getting your actual feedback from customers is going to be key as well.
1: Action point for anyone out there: What do you know about your customers? What What are you basing your decisions on? How well do you know the people in a relevant way? we all like to think we're a bit more sophisticated than we are with our email programs and the message we're sending, but is it actually based on timely and relevant information that has been provided to you? Because that's what it should be. That's what we need to be driving through because if we're making the, that the standard through the, the online experiences we're creating and the messaging we're making making suddenly the people have more trust and they will be, more open to sharing parts they want so that privacy subject we're coming at keep that in place but actually there'll be more of a willingness to share to let brands in on certain areas because they know it benefits everyone and that's hopefully where it's all heading to with all these updates from the likes of apple and
0: google i'm surprised me and you didn't throw in any movie quotes or anything ridiculous in this conversation I was I was almost tempted to say this is this is like the scene from the Goonies with Mikey saying this is our time. Down here it's our time. It's our time down here. Yeah, the key thing is opportunity, right? We we know this opportunity drives change. You know, it's about innovation. We we can do things better. Especially from a, uh, from a deliverability standpoint, we know I I know personally I want to do better. Um you know, we've gone from telling people what you can't do. Um, yes, there's things you can't obviously do with sending, um, but we can being here is hopefully we can have conversations and actually help move the conversation forward and, and drive that innovation.